Iran and generating war, Dominican Republican tourism, 4th of July parade. President Barack Obama was in fact not a form of reparations. All this and more on this week's Three Seas in a Pod. Three Seas in a Pod, a weekly podcast from Provision Advisors. A look at the good, the bad, and the what could be better in the world of communication. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Bashan Mann, and with me on the show are Chris Cervello and John Schofield. We thank you for joining us this week. For more of the Provision Conversation, follow us on Twitter and give us your thoughts at ProV Advisors. That's P-R-O-V Advisors. Or you can check us out on the web, www.provisionadvisors.net. As always, we look forward to hearing from you. We're going to start today's show with Rearview Mirror. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to start today's show with Rearview Mirror and send it to our correspondent over in Paris. Uh, <laughs> Chris, what do you got? Wrapping up a really cool week here, supporting our client, the Defense and Aerospace Report, Vago Maradi and the team was uh, lucky enough to, to travel out here with uh, Vago and Alex and uh, be a part of covering the high points of the show. And uh, this was my first Paris Air Show. Uh, John, you had mentioned before that you had a chance to come out here. And I just don't think I had a, a real appreciation for uh, just the, the complexity and um, the, the business that gets done out here at the air show. And I, you know, saw everything from reinforcing of company branding to pushing storylines to answering questions um, almost every audience was in play whether it was national international audiences um, internal and external partners rivals um, and uh, even school kids um, are a key audience that uh, the French government is after as they continue to make the case for the importance of defense spending so uh, really good time. Um, learned a lot. Uh, hopefully, uh, Vago and team are, are happy with the, the work that we provided them and uh, look forward to getting back to uh, the Paris Air Show and some of the other air shows uh, in the future. We, uh, we certainly appreciate the, uh, the commentary and the, and the pictures that you've been sharing. Uh, it looks like you're, uh, you're, you're really making the most of the trip. We definitely, uh, definitely look forward uh, to hearing more. Can you walk through a little bit of the um, the dynamic in the chalets? Because for people who haven't been to the Paris Air Show, a little bit of a description of how it's set up and the importance of what, what I used to call when I traveled over there with uh, Dr. Etter, who at the time was the Assistant Secretary of the Navy for Research, Development, and Acquisition. We called it chalet ops, uh, quote unquote. Yeah because that's where everything gets done. Can you kind of walk through the dynamic of the chalets, how the chalets are, and what happens? In it's the World Series of uh, audience engagement. I was very, very impressed with um, the communicators from each of the companies and how, whether it was potential buyers, whether it was influencers, whether it was media, um, they used the limited amount of time that they had hosting them in uh, um, what John referred to as chalets, but each of the major companies had a place to uh, engage with the audiences of choice right there on the flight line. It really was the full court press in terms of meeting the needs of those audiences. Um, again, it's it's hard to explain if you haven't seen it, but uh, um, a, a big shout out to really all the participants, the communicators, the media that make the most of the time and uh, the influencers that are there to carry the message of the individual companies on. 
Well, like I said, Chris, we're definitely interested in uh, in hearing more about the trip, and uh, we continue to wish you uh, safe travels while you're over there. Uh, folks, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that uh, right now this week, uh, the 116th Congress is uh, having holding hearings on H.R. 40, which is a commission to study and develop reparation proposals for African Americans Act. Uh, this is a, uh, a bill sponsored by Representative Jackson, Sheila Jackson Lee, a Democrat out of Texas. Uh, the reason I bring this up, uh, the reparations conversation in this country is one that is nuanced, it's layered, um, and has has long been uh, a point of consternation uh, for for many Americans, uh, uh, mainly because uh, there is just a, a sort of misunderstanding, miscommunication about what reparations are, uh, why they would exist, and who should benefit from them. Uh, and the conversation goes on and on. While right now, what you saw actually yesterday in the news was former Atlantic writer uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates uh, and actually actor Danny Glover uh, took to the Hill to give statements uh, in support of H.R. 40. Ta-Nehisi Coates uh, actually made some of his um, commentary devoted to Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who was actually on record as saying that the election of President Barack Obama was in fact a form of reparations. Now, while many of us might not be surprised by that sort of rhetoric coming from the Senate Majority Leader, um, it speaks to a larger, um, I think, disconnect when we talk about reparations and what people's understanding of of what that, what it is, and, and why it exists. So, you know, we're 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 communications professionals here on this podcast, and and we we go back and forth as we talk about messaging and what audiences need to hear or why you design a specific message and craft it for dissemination but that sort of uh of rhetoric uh, and and i'm sure i'm sure he is the type of individual that knows exactly what what he says um is just plain misguided and wrong um the election of of our first black president is not some sort of handout or cover-up for the atrocities of slavery in this country, when in fact the law of the land was actually 40 acres and a mule delivered uh, to all descendants of, of slavery so that they could till the land and live on the land, uh, which was which was a, a law of the land which was not fulfilled. But, but like I said, I wanted to point out that that statement, um, that sort of rhetoric from the Senate Majority Leader, while, while certainly expected uh, given his track record, um, Really, really does a disservice uh, to Americans, uh, gentlemen. We can we can leave it right there unless anyone wants to to further comment on it. I, I believe that racism continues to exist and continues to exist at the highest levels of government, um, and it gets legislated from time to time and it gets danced around from time to time. But in my opinion, this podcast is important for us to use to to be advocates and to be and to be um, active in uh, bringing to light some of these things, which I find highly disturbing, um, highly disturbing on the highest levels of government. So um, thank you for bringing that up. I agree with you um, and we'll continue to have this argument going forward. Uh, Chris, you were you were also chiming in as well. Just was simply saying, I mean, you, you can't have this conversation in sound bites uh, and you, you really gotta think about what, what you wanna say and how your words will resonate um, with all involved and, uh, it's really a time to be thoughtful. I'm just not sure that the U.S. Congress uh, is is up to it right right now. So I, I just worry that, in many cases, the conversation, um, while an important one, 
may do more harm than good if people don't take the advice that you gave um, to be thoughtful and, and, and to really understand that this is an American issue. It's not a black or white issue. Right. It's an American issue. Right. And, uh, and, and def- yes, layered and, 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 and deserves much more time to, uh, to openly discuss. Uh, but, I, but I do appreciate um, us being able to, to talk about that. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, not getting back to what I was uh, alluding to earlier, uh, John, your, your rear view um, takes on a, a, a little bit of a, of a lighter conversation, I believe. Well, I don't know how much lighter uh, Secretary Shanahan's uh, removal from his post as acting defense secretary uh, is, but I find it I, I find it to be very interesting in terms of of how familial drama and how the betting process, um, how it happens, and how the you you can you can be done with the past, but the past is not done with you. And some people think that family issues are family issues and it's not that big of a deal. And then other people do think that they're a big deal. And and in some cases, these kind of family issues, you know, a divorce, uh, a disgruntled son, a baseball bat um, that will eliminate you or or disqualify you from serving as a cabinet secretary uh, for the Department of Defense. So I find it very interesting to see how these things situationally get traction and then situationally don't. Um, I think going forward, it's always good advice for people to make sure their house is in order, um, not only physically, but virtually, um, making sure that, you know, if, if they if they believe that they can be a, a leader in this country, they better make sure that they have everything buttoned up at home um, and be ready to communicate about what that home life is, what certain scenarios were, why they didn't necessarily affect you and your professional development or your qualifications to hold a high post. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about Secretary Shanahan's ouster, so to speak, or the fact that he withdrew because of this family drama. But it it, it reminds everyone that that we can love families to death. They're great, but sometimes they're the most painful thing out there. I was disappointed um, for the Defense Department. I was disappointed for Secretary Shanahan and his family. I was disappointed for the country, just the way this came out. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't really know how, how I feel. I don't really know the full story on the Shanahan family. Um, but I know that uh, I, I know that the place that we're in is not a good one vis-a-vis our adversaries. Um, we're going to yes. talk about in the... Uh, on the horizon, we're going to talk about issues with Iran. Um, you, you know, we got pretty serious issues going with Iran, um, the Russians, the Chinese, uh, other hotspots around the world. Um, this, this, this is not a, a good place to be in. And I, I'll just leave it there. No, well said. Um, it is. It is leaving. As you, as as I talk with people, as you see things, and I know this is a bad place to to maybe get news or 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 make solid judgments, but as you look at conversations over social media, um, there is an uneasiness, uh, a, a certain level of of uncomfortability uh, with things um, as they are right now, and I uh, I I really hope, um, and I and I have to listen to myself as I say this. Uh, I, I really hope we can get ourselves to a position uh, we are where we are protecting um, one another um, as a nation, and, and and I mean that quite genuinely. Um, 
folks, we'll, we'll leave it right there and, and wrap up Rearview. Uh, please stick with us where we get into deep dive next. You're listening to Three Season a Pod. Provision Advisors, we prepare your team for the what-ifs you never thought you'd encounter. Let us help solve your toughest communication challenges and leave your team stronger and more capable for the opportunities that lie ahead. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for sticking with us. You're listening to Three Season a Pod, and it is time for us to deep dive. Uh, folks, if you uh, have been listening to um, the news uh, and not been sequestered, uh, inside your house with the HVAC turned up to the highest levels. There is a little something going on in the Dominican Republic right now. Um, this, just this calendar year alone, uh, we are now up to the ninth American uh, having died uh, in, in, the, in the Dominican Republic. Uh, you have, as investigations continue to, to come about, we are seeing things from people taking uh, tainted alcohol. It seems to be one of the uh, one of the issues. Uh, the others, as investigations are coming out, are finding that some of it is actually natural uh, natural causes. Uh, but it's leaving uh, leaving many many tourists tourists uh, many Americans sort of in shock uh, for the preponderance of of death uh, that is occurring on the island and and perhaps the way the media uh, is is bringing it to light. Um, so I, I throw it to, to, the, to the floor. Um, you take this, uh, the epidemic of the nine Americans, uh, couple that with uh, the most recent um, shooting of former Red so- Boston Red Sox player, uh, Big Poppy, David Ortiz. And what are we to, to say? I mean, like I said earlier, you know, we are, we are professional communicators. That is our business. Um, if you're the Dominican Republic Tourist Board, uh, what are you saying to them? What are you, what are you offering? Uh, John, I'm going to, I'm going to start with you, put you on the spot. Uh, what, what would you offer to them? Well, dead Americans and really good major league shortstops. That's what the Dominican Republic makes apparently. Um, the, uh, the, the department of tourism has its work cut up for it because they're now in the, the center of the storm of this hurricane of bad press. And now every single death that takes place, uh, is is going to be a swarm of flies, uh, and we've seen that in different jobs we've had, whether it's military suicides, whether it's medicinal cannabis, whether it's uh, you know bad behavior by by politicians. It's just right now they're in the they're in the fulcrum. They're they're right there in the heat of it, and, and I don't know what you say to assuage people's fears because people are going to start realizing that the, that the Dominican Republic is on the same island on the same body of land as a little place we like to call Haiti. Mm-hmm. And if you think if you think the Dominican Republic has issues, then you know, go across the border um, and and see how the other side lives. So it, right. it's it's an issue that people need to recognize. And if I were the Department of Tourism for the Dominican Republic, um, you know, you, you can't go out there and try to counter message what's going on. You gotta work with the government leaders to make sure that it is actually safe, that there isn't actually rampant um, you know, lawlessness and murder and, and kidnapping and problems. Um, you know, you, you, need, you need the operations to match what the message is. And that's the big thing. You can go out and message things all day long, but you as the Department of Tourism need to have a seat at the table with your government and make sure that they're doing the things to actually keep people safe. That's when you can turn around and tell people that they can be safe. Mm-hmm. Chris, how about you? If it were me, I would advise them to uh, hire a well-known or prominent um, health organization to come in and do an investigation, 
look deeply into why this has happened, um, put forth um, solutions to, to fix whatever problems are, um, are uncovered. But until that happens, uh, th this is going to continue to linger on. I mean, if you remember, Aruba was a very uh, exclusive and hot tourist spot, and uh, they had a high school girl die, and it took them years to recover. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be the same here. Um, uh, and the first step to communicating is actually figuring out what the what the problem is, and then how to fix it, and then start to build confidence. So I think John John is right. I mean, stop the stop the dying, stop the people getting sick, uh, and then start to rebuild the brand of uh, the Dominican Republic. It was interesting to note, as reported by NBC News yesterday. Uh, that this uh, the fact that not at, at the reporting time um, that that number was actually um, not far off from from previous years. Um, it's just it becomes a matter of, of, of the reporting. Um, but what is still a, a very much a reality is the what seems to be this sudden onslaught of Americans dying, you know, in, in, a, in, in a bunch that has gotten everybody's attention uh, and, and their fears certainly stoked. So it, it, is, a, uh, it, it is a crisis. It is, it is a crisis uh, for that nation. And unless you get uh, some, some help in there soon, um, the, the snowball effect here, which is, which is already uh, rolling down the mountain, uh, is going to harm them and, and, their, uh, and their tourist popularity uh, for some time to come. So um, yeah, I hope that any tourists, uh, American or otherwise, are taking care to uh, watch what they ingest. Uh, be careful where you leave um, open open drinks or food, uh, and just to pay attention to travel advisories uh, wherever you are going uh, on your summer vacations. I like oh, to call it the oh. Miguel Almaguer test. So whenever you see Miguel Almaguer of NBC Nightly News on location somewhere, mm -hmm. you know that shit is at the fan. You know, like he'll go when the volcanoes off Hawaii are destroying houses, or he'll go and there's some kind of mass disaster somewhere. And when Miguel Almaguer is in the Dominican Republic, you know this thing is real. But you're right. Like it, you brought up that hey, the number of deaths is not dissimilar from the number of deaths in previous years. It's just that it's making news. Right. And I brought up Haiti before. It, are the lives of six to nine to 12 dead American tourists, are those more valuable or more noteworthy or more deserving of the Dominican Republic getting their shit together right. than are the hundreds and hundreds of people who die every day? Um, particularly in places like Haiti. We don't talk about Haiti anymore. We talked a lot about it when Anderson Cooper and Miguel Almaguer were on location there after the earthquake. Right. We don't talk about it now. So it, it's just it's just the fact that it's in the news. If being in the news spurs change, then great. I hope it happens. And it was only it was only intensified uh, with David Ortiz being shot uh, as he was dining outside of a outside of a popular nightclub uh, in the in the Dominican just uh, over a week ago. So that, I mean, that just had an even brighter spotlight uh, shown on uh, shown on the country. It so, happens to me all the time. People confuse me for Brad Pitt. I get shot at and yeah, I, then the whole I, thing goes goes crazy. So I, saw I understand the, I, what happened to Poppy. I saw the mistaken identity report and just sort of rolled my eyes at perhaps the, the I would argue the most famous 
<laughs> Dominican uh, to be to be on the island. Uh, yeah, yeah, just makes you makes you shake yeah, your head. I think they know what he looks like. I'm not buying the mistaken identity thing. Right, right. All right, folks, that's Deep Dive for this week. Uh, please stick around with us, and we're going to come back with On the Horizon. You're listening to Three Season a Pot. At Provision Advisors, we specialize in strategic communication planning, execution, and coaching for senior-level leaders and communicators dedicated to achieving success. We work together with your team to achieve favorable outcomes amid contentious or controversial issues which directly impact relationships and market identity. Welcome back, folks, to Three Season a Pod with Provision Advisors. Let's look out on the horizon at what the next week may bring. Hey, Chris, um, just last night I was listening to a particular news program, and they were hearkening back to the lead-up uh, to the Iraq War. Uh, and some of the um, reported commentary that came from our leadership uh, about weapons of mass destruction, uh, just validating reasons why uh, we should actually uh, invade Iraq. And I'm, they were drawing similarities to where we are now with Iran, uh, you know, sort of questioning, you know, looking at the, the, the tanker, the mine tanker um, incident of last week uh, and, and other uh, confrontations that we're seeing bubble up with Iran. Uh, and it makes you ask the question about the makings of war, the generation of war, the validation of war, the messaging, the development of messages uh, and pounding at home. In delivering it to your audience, uh, would you say is that what we are seeing here? Is that the obvious uh, answer? It, it sort of feels that way, Bash. Um, and, and what's odd is, is it feels that way if you look at the other side uh, as well. So it, it really seems like um, the national security leadership, uh, led by the Trump administration, as well as the hardliners in Iran, um, they they want to tangle. Um, and uh, I, I don't know that, that we're going to be able to prevent that from, from happening. I, I guess I'm hopeful that it doesn't happen, but all of this just seems very weird. The Navy and uh, CENTCOM and others uh, went out of their way to share information after the mining uh, last week. Yes. Um, but I'm not sure that it all added up. I mean, there was a lot of a lot of data points, but I'm not sure that when you start to connect those points that you, you had a straight line. If indeed the Iranians shot down um, the Navy drone right. um, in international waters, I mean, that that's not good. There's a freedom of navigation and a freedom of flight issue there. And uh, we want to make sure that we don't allow that to become the norm. Um, but I'm not sure, again, that the two incidents added together fully justify military action uh, and, and what will likely be a back and forth for, for a while. So I think the next week is going to be an important week in terms of justifying to the American people and to leadership on the Hill uh, what we should and need to do um, if indeed the administration decides they want uh, some sort of action. And like you talked about at the very beginning, it's a very unique time to try to justify action when you've got such a dearth of leadership in the Defense Department. That's mm -hmm. what freaks me out. That's what really, really frightens me. And that is, hey, what, who is actually running the show here and, right. and who is advising them? Um, I don't have a lot of confidence in that at all. 
I echo those comments. Uh, the timing of it sure seems like uh, I, the timing, John, as you say, and, and Chris, just the the data points not necessarily adding up. Um, it, it's making me scratch my head uh, and sort of uh, sort of look askance uh, at everything as it falls out. But again, that's why we're talking about it. And on the horizon, uh, we shall see. We've got the Fourth of July holiday uh, coming up here, and Fourth of July, hey, fireworks, there's fireworks across the country, fireworks shows, people having cookouts, people celebrating uh, the independence of this nation back in 1776. Um, but the Department of the Interior has just uh, reported that the Trump administration will go forward with its uh, salute, uh, salute to the military, uh, salute to America uh, on the 4th of July taking place uh, on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial um, to include uh, I believe a not only a parade, but military units, flyovers, a uh, speech, of course, uh, something unlike we've we've really ever seen here in this country uh, on that level. Uh, and we, listen, we are we are three former uh, Navy officers. Uh, we're going to have our opinions uh, on that. Uh, I just ask, I throw it, John, first to you. Um, what do you think about a, a military salute? Um, here in our nation's capital? I think it's nice. I, I'm going to try to not politicize it and, and read between the lines and think that it's another use of the military as pawns to a certain person's 2020 re-election campaign. I think it's good. Um, I, I am the son of a Vietnam War veteran uh, who talked at length about how they were vilified in the aftermath of the Vietnam War, um, mm -hmm. so I, I don't, I don't mind, uh, I don't mind all of these gestures to make uh, the military and make Americans feel proud um, about their freedoms and about July Fourth. Um, I, 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 I think it's got to hit a plateau here soon, where the whole respect for the military, and I know that less than 1% of the total population serves. I, I, I pat myself and you guys on the back for doing so, but it's got a plateau here pretty soon where it's just it's just about being an American, that's citizenship. Some people choose to be citizens by being third grade teachers. Mm -hmm. You know what? I would much rather be in the military and get shipped to Haiti after an earthquake or serve on an aircraft here than stand in front of a bunch of third graders every day. So eventually it's got to even out where people say service to this nation is service to this nation um it can be argued that education is just as important as military um so i think it's nice um i won't be watching it i'll be out in the middle of nowhere in maine um but i, I anything that that makes our military feel better uh please do it but my words to the military stop asking for your military discount at subway if there's a military discount, there's a military discount. You'll get it. But stop acting like disenfranchised if you don't have a military discount somewhere because eventually we're going to plateau and those military discounts will go away. Should be there should be discounts for third grade teachers too. Well said. Well said. Um, I do have to say one thing. I'm sorry. No, uh, well, I, I, I guess why I shared, I shared John's uh, sentiment on the intent that, that it is nice. Uh, it, it will not be executed correctly. Um, it will not be executed even close to nice. It will serve to divide the country even further. And it will be um, an issue that we wrestle with for weeks afterwards. That, that, that's my take on what the next couple of weeks look like. Uh, 
and I totally agree. Right. Right. Well, um, I'm going to be somewhere with family as I hope the both of you are and, and just enjoy that, <laughs> uh, full stop, uh, folks on a lighter note, as we, as we are about to wrap up here with this week's, uh, three season of pod, um, you will probably be hearing this after this event takes place, but, uh, tonight is the NBA draft, uh, seven o'clock on ESPN, uh, where it will feature Zion Williamson, the former Duke standout and everyone else. Um, We've had a, uh, an interesting week of NBA trades, if you were paying attention. Uh, maybe some of you have and some of you have not. The actual NBA uh, finals actually ended with the Toronto Raptors beating uh, the uh, Golden State Warriors. Um, and we are entering into that part of summer where, uh, for us baseball fans, um, you know, that, that's king. Uh, the U.S. Open just ra- wrapped up uh, out at Pebble Beach, and we'll be looking forward to the, to the British Open here. Uh, as the as the sports season uh, winds down before the NFL ramp up, uh, but yes, hey, New York fans and New York Knicks fans in the room, uh, we are just praying that they don't mess it up again, uh, and that's all I have to say about that. They will. Um, They're going to trade that third pick. Uh, I'm telling you. Oh gosh, oh, it's just I vey. Um, hey, let so, me let me yeah. take it from you here before you sign us out. Bro. Sure, sure, sure. You know, you're you're usually the sign out guy. Um, what I'm looking for on the horizon is the continued success of one Bashan W. Mann. Um, you know, as we led up on the last podcast, we were on the eve of your uh, retirement ceremony, which was on Friday. Yes. Um, I was happy to be in attendance. Chris was on an airplane uh, flying to France, but um, I'm here to tell you, my man, that you, you made a great speech. You, you served a great career, but the, the biggest thing, and I tweeted this, you know, your, your speech, as I tried to do in my retirement speech, was all about uh, Sabine and Basil, um, about parenting, about looking around the room at, at who people of character and consequence are, mm-hmm. uh, about being young women growing up um, and being impactful and being, and being just good people. Um, and I would encourage everyone, we're a communications podcast, but I would, I would encourage everyone to not forget those interpersonal communications with your kids. Uh, it was incredibly impactful as you were addressing Sabine and Basil during your retirement speech. I know Jeff Davis and I were tearing up. So well done on a great speech. And, and thank you for giving me a lesson that I, that I hope to impart on my kids as a communicator and as a father. John, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Um, and I, I was very happy. Uh, to see you out there, uh, gave uh, gave a nod to you and uh, Chris. I what I what I <laughs> what I did was I didn't change my speech, so I, I gave a shout out to you in the speech. I don't know if you've had a chance to go back and listen. I know you've been busy. Yeah, I have. Uh, I, I too. I let me just say one thing. I mean, I felt the same as uh, as John. Uh, it was uh, those are special moments, um, and uh, I, I took away many of the same. Uh, Many of the same emotional lessons that John did. So uh, allow me, even though I wasn't there, allow me to congratulate you. Thank you, thank you, uh, Amen. Following, following in the shipmates who came before me, and that includes the both of you. So uh, we all learned something uh, from one another, and we're just going to keep this ride going, man. Keep the journey uh, moving forward. And I'm Your excited. speech wasn't long enough. Um, take it from me. You need like a really, really long speech that I, that just goes on and on and on. I, I, maybe that's just for me. Yeah, I feel like uh, five more minutes and I would have passed out. <laughs> so, 
uh, we had we had other things to do. But but thank you both. I really appreciate it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sticking with us this week. We really appreciate it. Uh, we've, we've got our guy on assignment out there in Paris, France, and we wish him well and a good return turn trip. I know your family is waiting for you uh, before the holiday here. So, uh, folks, thank you for joining us here on Three Season a Pod. Uh, as we say, be safe and be better than yesterday. Thank you for listening to Three Seas in a Pod. Have a great week.